The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey, uh, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt is not here, but Phoenix Carnavale steps in and does a better job than Matt would do. And of course, uh, Kamara Usman is in studio. Colby Covington calls, CM Punk calls. I forget to do the live read because I'm an asshole. It's a great episode. Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Yeah, well, it's Jim Norton and Phoenix Carnavale. Thank you for coming, Phoenix. Of course. You know, Matt really needs his priorities straightened out. (laughs) He's supposed to be here talking to me, and he's supposed to be here talking to Kamara Usman when he comes in, and CM Punk when he calls in, and Colby Covington, but instead, all of a sudden, his daughters are more important than his friends. I believe his daughter's graduating, so, of course, Matt is preoccupied, so... Uh, he, you know, he's just spending time with his family. He's a good and dad. He's, he's a, a very, dad. he's a very doting dad. Yeah. And he's such a Matt. And Matt is such a, a, a savage guy. And when he talks about his daughters, he gets really choked up. I know. <laughs> he's just a nice guy. Is there anything that, like, when you think about, it, it kind of makes you want to cry? Do you have that thing? Every time I walk by a mirror. <laughs> oh, sorry. So you self, said cry. Self-deprecating. I, 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 I think you said vomit. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a sap. I cry during sad movies. Yeah. Um. I cry at a lot of stuff. I'm I'm truly awful. I go through a depression where I'm just crying. I'm the, I'm a weirdo. No, but you're a com- you're a comedian, and I think what people forget is that comedians are extra sensitive. Like that's your superpower. We're mental patients and, <laughs> and transform them into stuff. Right? It's yeah, a really cool superpower. We're hypersensitive mental yeah. patients. I, w- I wish I had a deeper thing for it, but I'm just I'm a, just, I'm a fucking ninny, and uh, I can't <laughs> stop. I'm psyched that Kamaro's coming in though. I, I don't know Kamaro. I've never met him. Is this the sound okay? Maybe yeah. all these mics are on. Yeah, now? it's all the extra mics. Yeah. Um, I, I liked him a lot when we've interviewed him and uh, Colby is calling in and those two hate each other but I gotta be honest I, I met Colby the other day do you know yeah. him? I mean I watch his stuff and to me he's just playing a character I really think it's just a character like when you watch his YouTube videos the nerd yep. stuff so he like some guy's eating a piece of cake and he slaps the cake oh, out of the funny. guy's hands Like he, I, he's definitely playing a character I haven't uh, I had only met him once it was a few days ago on, my, on the radio show I do and I really liked Colby I didn't know if I would um you know, like, is he going to be a nice guy or is he going to be like the he? And he was great. He's like kind of smiling through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he, I liked him a lot, actually. So I'm, I'm happy to be talking to him. And of course, CM Punk is going. I love CM Punk. Uh, whether he wins or loses against Mike Jackson, I respect the shit out of him because he gave up a tremendous amount of money to come here and fight 
for real. Well, think about like why we do what we do or why we like this stuff in the first place. It's always the story. And the, the CM Punk story is about a person loving the sport and learning. So yeah. we're watching this guy learn and grow. We're still watching this dude's story, and he's he's interesting. What, and he's got, what is he, 37 now? Yeah. Yeah, I think he may be 38, actually, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I was on the elevator talking to somebody this morning about the fights. And we were talking about Damian Maia. He's lost three straight. Yeah. And I'm like, you yeah, know, man, these guys have kind of figured out how to buy, especially wrestlers. And he goes, yeah, but he's 40. I'm like, well, yeah, well, fucking Yoel Romero's 41. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the 41 fighting Whitaker this Saturday, it's it's staggering. Different body types, different energy systems, different rhythms, different everything. Yoel Romero is like fighting a bull. Yeah. You know, so if you're a good matador, you're going to be able to work against him. But if you're not, or if you, you're asleep for a second, that guy is scary. Well, you know what he's good at, too, is that little, I love his hand movement when he fights. It's almost like he's dancing. Yeah. And he's lulling you to sleep. It's almost like Sam Alvey will do. Like, they kind of, they lull you to sleep a little bit, and then, pow! I wonder yeah. if he's a good salsa dancer. He, of course he is. He was came in here wearing socks and fucking and flip-flops. I would have loved to dance salsa with UL Romero. He That's going to put that on my bucket list. Yeah. I, I'd love to watch that. I can't say I'd love to dance with him. Like, I would dance with you, but I'm not a good dancer. You're my friend, but I, I would not dance with UL Romero. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. I would dance with him first just for the fucking story. <laughs> yes, of course. I dance with Phoenix is not a great story. I dance with UL Romero is a phenomenal fucking story. If UL story. was like, we're dancing right now, you'd be like, okay, we're dancing. Yeah. yeah. He would tell me we're dancing. Yeah. Well, let's see how. I mean, do, I, I mean is this me? I'll ask you guys. Does Whitaker remind you of GSP a little bit? In some ways, where he mixes up his kicking and his striking and his wrestling, and I never thought of that. Well, you might be. I, right. I was looking at it the other day, and like for a second, I thought I was looking at GSP. He does, and he has really a little bit of his striking style is a little bit karate based. Yeah, like I feel, yeah, I, I can see did, that for sure. It, like he just came to me the other day. It was weird. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that would have been an interesting fight actually if GSP was able to stay at middleweight I, I, and fight. I, I, him, I would but... love to see that. Yeah, I would have loved to. Have seen How much? That. Do you be, I don't know if that's a big enough fight for GSP. We're going for the a defense. Uh, or, or fighting against uh, Whitaker, who is great, but Whitaker's not, I don't think, a big enough draw for no. GSP at this point in his career. He's got to be a right. little bit more present. He's got to defend that title a little bit more, get the drop more popular, and then it would be a little bit more of a super fight. Maybe because there's not, again, not to disrespect anyone. You get guys like uh, Colby and, of course, Camaro, and, and there's some exciting guys, but none of them are, I think, as big a name as he would want. No, Except not, maybe Colby. not yet. This is the time where that's going to happen for all those guys. You know, I've been in this 10 years now, so I watch, like, I know this is this stage, this is that stage. I see that, those type of things coming. Oh, there's there's six, seven guys in the UFC right now that are at that. They're, they're just, just about right to get, there. they're yeah. just about to get to that point. Yeah. New stars developing and stuff like that. The Ortegas, yeah. the Whitakers, whatever. Oh, yeah. Even oh, Max Ortega. Holloway. Oh, my God. When yeah. do they fight? Ortega's fighting Holloway when? 226, Se July 7th. Oh, 7th. oh my God, that's right. That's, is that the co-main for Stipe and... Uh... Yeah. And fucking uh, uh, DC. Oh my God, it's a call. So exciting. <laughs> so when is, uh, I'm so confused, there's so many great fights. So when is um, when, when is TJ against um, uh, Cody? That's 227, August 4th. Oh, it's August. Okay, Are you right. clamoring to see that fight again or no? You know, I would love to have seen TJ against uh, Demetrius Johnson. I yeah. like Cody, so I want to see him get another shot. I always like to see a champion get a shot back at the belt, unless it's such a, dis you know, and Cody uh, was undefeated to that point. So I want to see Garbank get another shot. I but, think coming off an injury and then fighting TJ is a very difficult task. Uh, 100%. Yeah. TJ's a fucking... TJ's one of the best fighters in, in, in all of MMA, I think. He really is. Yeah. Um, and I would like to see him fight Cruz. Mm -hmm. But I would have liked to have seen him fight Johnson just for the, the Yeah, that would have been, been exciting. Because you just want to see somebody that you think might possibly give DJ a little bit of a difficulty. Because he's just run through everyone. Yeah, no one cares about that division because he's so dominant. Right.
Right. It's and he, because you haven't seen him outside of it, people don't realize how good he really is, too. It's like seeing a bunch of track stars run against each other and a guy beats a guy by like five seconds. You can't tell how fast that five second guy is because everyone he ran against was fast. So it's like just seeing him blow through everybody is it would be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and we also we, they did a list of all the congratulations to Misha Tate, by the way, her partner. I, I thought she was with. Uh... Yeah, Brian. Car- she was with Brian Carraway for a really long really? time. I didn't know she was not with him. I'm really jealous because I would really wanted to I uh, did to. Uh, to have a trial with Misha Tate. I guess it wasn't meant to be. I love Misha Tate. Uh, her partner, uh, Johnny Nunes, and her. Congratulations. They had a daughter, Amaya, yep. on a Monday night after 67 hours. Look, I don't have any kids, obviously, uh, but that's a long labor. Do you have kids? No. That's a long labor. Yeah. That, Misha's a tough, tough I, I I'm curious to ask her, like, what's more painful? You know, five rounds in the octagon or childbirth? 67 <laughs> hours. She'll have more of a perspective than anyone. Oh, I guarantee you childbirth yeah. well when i read 67 hours it's like well if it's gonna happen to anybody at least it happened to a yeah. cage fighter well, you know what i mean three like, days do you yeah. understand that's three days yeah it's insane i wonder like did they induce it like it's crazy i mean i saw her cornering people pregnant she was like seven months pregnant she was i didn't know people. she was pregnant i just you, you didn't, didn't know you didn't no know. Yeah. i had no idea she was pregnant by the way who's the fighter uh jessica who's the fighter whose husband had the nazi tattoos Oh, uh, that's Andrea, Andrea Lee. Lee. Yes, yeah. Andrea they're Lee. so nice, though. Like the tattoos, the Nazi tattoos. <laughs> no, no, not that's the funny. tattoos. No, her husband. I mean, I don't know if how, how he was in his past, but now I see him like cornering, you know, you know, black fighters, Asian guys. Like their yeah. teams, like the most ma- racially mixed team, like you would ever find anywhere. You know what it is? They they're look super nice. They look. <laughs> Pardon me. He said he got them in jail. When uh, you're a white guy in jail, when you're a black guy in jail, this is like twenty you, years ago. You too. go yeah. with the group that is going to keep you yeah. from being raped or killed. Like, that's what it is, man. And I'm not a jail guy, but right. white guys go with the Aryans. Black guys go with the, with these guys. And this, it is what it is. Yeah, but you right. cover that shit up like the second you get out. You put a Pokemon on top of that shit. You mm-hmm. get rid of it. Maybe you could have, yeah. But that looked like a jail tattoo. And right. maybe after a while you forget it's there and yeah. it's just part of your nasty past. And I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, maybe I was reading about it. He was saying he looked into getting it you know, covered up or whatever. He's like, believe me, I've looked into the steps to have it removed or yeah. covered up or whatever. And normally he wears long sleeves when he's, at, you know, at a fight or something, but he was on vacation. And They're su- picture, you know? such nice people though. Like from experience, sure. I talk to them every single time and I, I have really kind of good instincts. I hope I'm not wrong. But, nah, he's not a Nazi. But just... like w- my spidey senses don't go off when I talk to him. So. Right. He likes half of you. I mean, yeah. I'm sure he's... <laughs> <laughs> I- I'm sure he's... Uh, did we talk about that on the air or off the air? It was on we the We talked air. about off the air. Yeah, uh, the analogy thing. Oh, you were saying you're half Puerto Rican, half Italian. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure he'll, he'll get them covered at this point. But I, Sully was in here and he said it's fucking painful having your tattoos taken off. Oh, yeah. It hurts. Um, okay, and we also, uh, Cyborg had slapped uh, Angela um, <laughs> Mangana. Why does that make yeah. me laugh? I'm sorry. It's just Cyborg slapping somebody for talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> and uh, it was, uh, you know, she did a little anger management now in this $398 fine. Uh, Connor. I want videos of that. I want to see what it was like. Isn't there a video? For there Cyborg video, yeah. in anger. There is. What is she saying? What is anger management like for Cyborg? Oh, oh, of the anger management. No, there's no video of her in she anger She probably doesn't have much anger. She probably just hit this one girl talking shit to her. That was just probably part of yeah. whatever to have to pay it up. Yeah, no, I I, I mean, yeah, you can't She's slap like, people like that. But you know, she, It's like she, taking deep breaths. She was in the right, though. I mean, some you know, this Angela was really going after her pretty hard. Yeah, and, people need know. a slap every once in a while. Yeah. They really do. Um, and now we talked about the uh, the, the uh, highest ranking fighters uh, financially last year. Connor uh, landed number four 
with $99 million. Oh, I had read this and wrong at first. $45 million are going to lawsuits. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, he I'm is going to get suit, the kidding. fucking dick suit off him. Uh, but then again, I, I thought it'd be more than Floyd. I'm like, no. no. Floyd, Floyd was two, number one. No. 285. But that's because of each other, you know. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lionel Messi. Who's Lionel Messi? He's like... He's considered probably the best soccer player right now. Okay. Okay, yeah. 111. Christ, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, 108. Yep. Connor, and then I don't know who Neymar is. Neymar, he's another soccer player, yep. Roger Federer is a uh, golfer? No, tennis, tennis player. Tennis, tennis player. Yeah, which I was surprised by that, too. I mean, I don't follow tennis, I guess, so. But, no. And LeBron, I mean, LeBron's in there, 85 million. Yeah, so. he should be. All right, well, uh, good for them. I mean, uh, it's nice to see people making... Well, it's interesting to see MMA fighters... Finally, that that's, there. That's possible. Right. Through boxing, though. Yeah. Through yeah. Boxing. Yeah, you're right. Boxing is a much bigger financial thing than MMA is right now. And it's just because it's been there for 100 years. Yeah. Well, and you talk about it all the time, though. It is also partially because boxing does make you wait four or five years for a fight. Right. MMA, it's like guys talk shit to each other for six weeks. And it's like, all right, you guys will fight in August. That's a great point. You know? Now, you know, Wonderboy Till, yeah. uh, you know, and, and Kamaru Colby will eventually fight. Um, yeah, guys talk shit. And then you get the two nicest guys. Who do you root for, Stipe or DC? Mm. I kind of have to bet on DC just because he's the natural heavyweight champ. The only I, I don't know how to, they're both good wrestlers. DC might be a better wrestler, but Stipe is strong enough and good enough and yeah. a smart enough fighter to probably neutralize some of Cormier's yeah. ground and pound. I'm curious who has the longer reach. Uh, I, I guarantee it. I'm not going to guarantee it. I'm going to guess Stipe yeah. by two or three inches. Because it always seems like like DC has the shorter arms, but DC is good with getting on the inside and throwing massive uppercuts. He does. Jones had him by a lot. I'm, I'm going to guess it's 80 to 77 or something or 76. It's interesting. I mean, again, like you're saying, it's hard. Who do you root for? Uh, yeah, it's 80. It's 80, 72. Stipe has an 80 inch Eight reach. Eight inch reach. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know it was that big. Uh, I uh, don't know how much over, wow. over John. But that's that's well, almost but the four thing of is, my dicks. John's Stipe, stays, <laughs> Stipe stays tight and boxes like a boxer, yeah. right? And, and John, maybe I think DC was able, because they were trying to out-wrestle each other at certain points too, I don't. It's just John's so eighty four and a half. I know that for sure. Yeah. So he. So it's even. It's less than he w- he was dealing with. Yeah, and he Jones, and he's dealt but. with that. But he, you know, DC is good at getting up against the cage and again getting in close. He's good at covering distance yeah. because again he's had to do that with a lot of guys. Gustafson, you know, other guys he's fought. Right. But Stipe is just. He's such a nice guy. It's hard to root against him, and so is DC. So it's like, all right, who do I like? I don't know. No, this is just one of those ones where it's like, well, we'll see who wins, and we'll see who wins. I, I am always biased against age, though, which I. It's because I'm just going by my. I just know that as soon as I got a little older, stuff was a little tougher. You lose your explosiveness. But how old are you? You're young. No, I am not. But thank you. <laughs> oh, you don't want to say old? Yeah. I don't want to say, right, but I want to say enough. old we enough can, to be complaining about it. But yeah, like so, I don't know. What's the age difference between DC and? Well, and DC Stipe? is almost forty. I want to say DC is thirty nine. I'm going to yes. say I'm going to guess Stipe is thirty seven. He's thirty five, Stipe. So it's not. It's not tremendous difference, no, but, but it makes a difference, though, maybe. After 35, stuff starts to let you know that you're 35. You're not over 35. I am. Are you really? Yes, I, I swear am. to God, I thought you were like 27, 20. I'm not being polite at all. Thank you so much. I really did. Wow. Yeah. You know what I think it is? I, I don't drink alcohol. Maybe, yeah. You know. But uh, anyway, so that that's a great fight. I, I think that'll be amazing. And then, of course, Max and, and Ortega, Ortega on yeah. that card as well. Wow, is that a good fight? I don't know who to take. I mean, it's hard to take anybody against Ortega because he's been so completely dominant. After he did the Frankie Edgar, uh, he doesn't even need to take you down. Maybe the threat of the takedown makes guys fight differently. But Holloway just seems to be able to beat guys everywhere. And he just seems like he's really good at staying away when he needs to stay he's away. He's very durable, yeah. too. Extremely. Yeah, it's interesting because Holloway's a... a, a um 
like a volume guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's not going to, he's probably not going to knock you out with one punch. He'll wear you out over a few rounds. The question is, can he keep Ortega away from him? Right. Long enough to avoid a, a submission well, or whatever. But these are perfect fights when they're not easy to predict. You oh, sit no. there at the edge of your seat. Like, yeah, you don't know. What, but can Ortega, though, how, how many has Ortega gone that distance either? He hasn't got five rounds yet, has he? Uh, not no. in the UFC, no. No, uh, no in the RFA, he, he has. Then again, Frankie Edgar can go fucking 30 rounds and it didn't matter. That was just, you know. Right. But if, then again, if they fight 20 times, because Frankie was doing what he wanted to do at mm-hmm. first, they fight 20 times. He doesn't knock Frankie out again like that. You know, maybe some other way, but not a not that fast. No. Uh, let's see here. Oh, can you? Can you? Uh, all right, Mia Chichkormia. We've talked about Holloway Ortega. I don't know why we're talking about like it's this Saturday. There's other fights this Saturday. Oh my yeah. God, and Ganu Lewis. Let's talk about this Saturday. Cause I'm gonna get too excited yeah. about July Fourth weekend. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. This is an. I mean, Chiesa Pettis too is on that one. Yes, it Fuck. is. Yeah. This card, the 225 cards this weekend. Um, they're, on the main card, like you're saying, you could run it ten times and it's going to be five five, Whit- know, depending on who's fighting. You're right, Whitaker Romero, of course. Uh, I don't know who to take it in the main event in that one. Yeah. Um, Whitaker has beaten. What's what's the age difference? Forty and what holds Whitaker? Twenty eight. Uh, yeah, Whitaker's. Like he's right in his prime right now. Yeah. I gotta say that Whitaker will find a way to stay away and not get caught by that explosiveness and and win by another decision. I, I'm probably going to go with Whitaker too. And and this is one bias. Like sometimes you go to physical therapy after an injury, and you come back better than when you before you had the injury in the first place because you just adapted and addressed right. all of your physical issues. So if he's strong, Ridiker is strong and healthy and in good conditioning. Yeah, he's he's a scary scary fighter. Yeah, we forget how scary he is because he's so nice. Then again, relaxed. Romero lost that fight. He pound, what, what what round did he fucking knock Rockhold? Was it third? Uh, when he knocked Rock out? I think it third. might have been the second. Let me see. Yeah, I think it was the second round too. Yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, I went back and forth last night. I was writing my picks down. It was the, oh no, it was the third round. You're right, Jim. Um, but shit, man, it, it, this is very very tough. Like I, I, I'm gonna take Romero. I think, but mm-hmm. it so could go either way. I mean, <laughs> I, I just think that it's gonna be hard for Whitaker. To stay to not get caught by Romero in ten rounds, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, That's a good point too. Yeah, I don't, let me think but about who that. I, I think Romero's to me Romero's chances in the first three rounds if you can clip him. You know he what? Can win I that ca- fight. If it goes past that, I think it kind of favors. I, I agree. I'm going to bet with my heart. I I, I do want to see Romero win, especially since he came up clean on that test. Yeah, and, oh, and yeah. he's such a lovely man. Really, he is. Um, you know what? I'm going to take fucking Romero third round. Knockout or TKL, yeah. Yeah, I have Rome- I, I mean, I wrote down Romero's second round because I think he's got to, I think he just has to be yeah, much take- more aggressive in the first couple of rounds. I would be but- happy if he won, but I think I'm going to go with Whitaker. And again, okay. I'm going off of age because yep. my shoulder hurts right now. How do you think, <laughs> how do you think he's going to do it? You think it's going to be a decision? He's going to knock him out? <sighs> I, I feel like it's decision. I feel like yeah. Yel Romero will try to fight through, but in three and four, he's just going to get tired. Yeah. I mean, he's been amazing at reserving his energy and being explosive and trying to bait you. And he, he's been like a trigger point accuracy with when he decides to strike. <sighs> so it's tough, but I don't know. I first, my, my instincts are just saying Whitaker right now. Yeah, okay. no, fair enough. Now, uh, RDA against Colby Covington, a really, really good fight. Um, fuck, that's a tough one to pick. <laughs> so I'm, hard to pick, too. I'm going to have to go... With Colby, mm-hmm. because RDA has won three straight at that weight. Yep. Um, sometimes I think guys are like, you're not going to win every fight at that weight, and I, I mean, like, just numerically, I have no right. reason to say that. 
All right, so I'm thinking because what part of me wants to say Colby just because for almost for the same reason that you just said, like Dos Anjos, the, the miles that he's put in, like how long does until that runs out. But another part of me is, is looked at his fitness. I love the countdown shows. You ever watch them? Sometimes. They are so freaking amazing. And I could watch them train forever because I'm nerdy and into that. Tosanos is holding a medicine ball and jumping up the bleachers as he's holding. He's like it, squatting yeah. up. You're like, holy crap. He's like I couldn't do in that. ridiculous no. shape. Yes, he is. And, and I mean, at 170, he's fine. I mean, he's not diminished at all. And so. he just has a lot of tools and a lot of ring experience. And he's fought some of the toughest fighters out there. So he has a great fight IQ. So I'm going to go with RDA. You're right. He has. Uh, I'm still. I'm going to go with. Uh, that's a five round fight, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Colby round fourth round submission. Submission submitting RDA. Mm-hmm. You think? Why no? Holy I'm, crap! I'm still going for it. Why not? Uh, that would be amazing if that happened. So I just don't see that happening. You're probably right. <laughs> I, I say RDA by TKO in the third round. All right. Um, yeah. I mean, I went back and forth on this a lot. I. J- I feel like Colby's wrestling will be the difference, and he's a, he is a lot bigger than RDA. This is like a, oh, that is true. You know, this and is he's a real a grinder. Welterweight, he he will grind you out. Yeah, I, it's pot. Look, you're right. If he gets a hold way, of him, it's yeah. going to be like a Khabib show. Exactly, um, and, that, and and RDA does have a loss to Khabib. Yeah, unanimous decision loss to Khabib. So I'm going to think Colby's probably going to try to take the same. And he's young playbook, and, and you know? hungry. And if yeah. he wins, that's going to be really interesting because I would like to see Covington versus Woodley. Oh, absolutely. We, we were talking about it uh, yeah. a little bit before the show, right? Because that's a wrestler with power that Kobe's fighting. Where's right. CM Punk, by the way? Uh, I'm checking in on him right okay. now. We're waiting on him. Um, okay, and what's the other fight now? Let's go to the uh, RDA. Uh, what's what's the uh, Nuggets? Holmes versus Anderson. Yep. Do you know how big Megan Anderson is? She's like six foot tall. Yep. She's huge. Super long reach. I don't watch a lot of Invicta. I, I kind of like skim through it every once in a while because I just have too much stuff to watch. Right. But most of her fights are knockouts. Most of her wins yes. are knockout wins. She's got a two and a half inch reach. She's got four inches on, on Holly. Uh, she's a true featherweight. Yeah. You know? And we've exactly. seen Holly have a little bit of trouble against <laughs> Jermaine Durandame, yeah. honestly. Cyborg. And, and, and because like my Spidey senses too, Holly wants to go back to 135. Yep. So maybe something in her instincts are saying that this division is really not, you know, really cool, true for her. But she'll fight it out. She'll fight a really good fight. It just kind of depends on, on where Anderson tries to take this fight. I'm right. taking Holly by decision. You can't not. You have to hit Holly with a fucking piano to knock her out. <laughs> That's she true. She fucking cyborg couldn't put her away. That's true. Holly yep. is a fu- very, very fucking tough. I'll take she does. She just fights decisions. I'll take Holly by decision. Okay. I think I might agree with you there, you're but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, even if Holly does win this, I'm not going to like, just think that Megan Anderson is just some whatever that jumped in because oh, they no, need someone no. for a, hybor- a cyborg. I think she's, I think she's pretty tough too. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, she's the former, former <sighs> Invicta champion. I, I'm actually taking Megan by third round knockout. And the reason why is I think, uh, the, like cyborg didn't, didn't touch Holly as much, but yeah. it, that's a five round fight. She's pacing herself a little bit differently. I think uh, three, right. this is three rounds. There's only right. three rounds, so I feel like that size advantage and that power is going to be a, that size a, advantage is going to be, be tough. rough. So I would definitely say Holly. That now I'm de- even more confident, Holly, because she could stay away for three rounds from anybody. Now yeah. Ty Tuivasa against Andre Arlovsky, a heavyweight fight. I love Ty Tuivasa. Is he eight and zero? Is that his record? Uh, I want to say six. Let me. You check. might be right. Matt always gets mad when I do that. 
He's like, well, actually, look it up. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's seven. Enough. Isn't it nice right, you don't well. have any abuse today, Christopher? <laughs> yes. yes, Should I do have... that just because you're yeah, feeling? Yeah, yeah, you can yell at me anytime you want. Right. Hey, Chris, look it up. <laughs> Chris, where's my soda? Tuivasa. It's a terrible Sec- mass error. It's That's a, not a bad That's one. Good. You got the spirit. <laughs> I'm going to go with I'm, I'm in the Hall of Fame. Where's my diet? That's yeah. all I do. Uh, come on. Don't talk about Frank Trigg. <laughs> I'm oh, going to go with Ty Tuivasa, second round knockout. Yeah. Even though Arlovsky has looked really great. Yeah. But Tuivasa is just young and, and really uh, looks unstoppable at this point. Yeah, this is just a bad time, I think, for Arlovsky to De- be fighting definitely. a guy like Ty Tuivasa. And, and it's yeah. upsetting me that he's become a bit of a gatekeeper in a lot of ways because... He's Andre Orlovsky. Like yeah. he's got such a great legacy, but he's every time he fights somebody, he's got to fight the next up and coming right. young beast. You well, know, that's the, yeah, that is the problem with that heavyweight division. Yeah. Like you, you get anywhere near the top ten, it's like oh, it's right. Yeah, what's the age? Tuivas like twenty four, twenty six. Yeah, let me say. Why don't I just admit I don't know? Instead of yelling out numbers, <laughs> <laughs> it's close, close. He's twenty five. Yeah, and Orlovsky's what thirty eight. Yes, thirty nine. But, but then okay. you have that whole debate in your head where it's like, age is experience, as, a, as so you can't right. like always say, well, they're old, but they're more experienced, they're smarter, better True. fight IQ for sure. And Arlovsky's shown that sometimes not as aggressive because they kind of can choose their shots a little bit more. Yep, I'm taking Tuivasa though. I think it's not a knock on Arlovsky. Being a gatekeeper sucks, but then again, it probably does keep you working for longer. Hell yeah. yeah. It's like being a, like one of those actors who's like J.T. Walsh. A lot of people don't remember him, but he was one of those guys who's in everything. You know who yeah. J.T. Walsh is? Uh, by face, you'd know him. See, yeah. by name, people are like, eh, I don't. Do you ever see Sling Blade? No. Okay. J.T. Walsh is in that. He's, he's been in so many movies, but he's a guy whose face you just know. Like, oh, yeah. Have you ever seen him in a movie, Chris? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know this guy. Yeah, yeah see? Oh, yeah. he's in everything. Yeah, yeah. J.T. Walsh. People don't know his name. Yeah. But they've seen him in everything. That's what being a gatekeeper is. Well, it keeps you working forever. Like, you know, again, Michael Johnson, they say, was a fucking uh, uh, a, a gatekeeper. And he had to fight Justin Gaethje. And he fights these, hey, these guys, you're getting high-profile fights right. because you're a guy and, they have to and, go to. And high-profile checks. I mean, yes. look, he's been around so long and he's still on a main card. Oh, and he's still exciting. And, and look, he's still knocking anybody he out. He might be able to beat Ty Tuivasa. 100%. Okay, so, so who's the cockier one, right? It's, it's definitely Ty. I don't yeah, know. I wouldn't say cocky, but he's certainly w- probably like more. Confident, yeah, right? he doesn't. He probably going into this fight doesn't think he's going to lose the fight. You know, Orlovsky knows it's possible, but sure. I think he probably has a much more uh, specific <sighs> game plan. Let me for just Tyson go by Orlovsky out of you know. All right. Let's just just to let's just go with that. Okay. How I don't do even have a, I don't even have a good reason. I just don't. I say Orlovsky lets his hands go. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Ty Tuivasa first round knockout. I think. <laughs> yeah, I just think he's an up and coming guy. He's a monster. Is. Yeah, I think. Have you watched Ty fun. fight? He's really fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who did he beat in uh, in Australia? Uh, Cyril Asker, I believe, was his last okay, fight. That's Let me right. see. Oh, yeah, poor Cyril. I felt bad for him. He's French. Yeah, yeah, that beard. was the Cyril knockout. Yeah. Okay, CM Punk against Mike Jackson. What's Mike's overall record? He's 0-1. He is, but he, he has, he's never... That's all, he's yeah, all what's his amateur fight? He, he has a... Uh, I'm pretty sure he has a win in his only amateur fight. And what kind of a fighter is he? He's more of a boxer, like a kickboxing guy. He has some boxing uh, matches also, but he hasn't fought in MMA. I mean, he's got really long legs. He's a long, lanky guy. He's he's one of the photographers for the LFA, which is my other job, right? And and I see him every week, and I never get to talk to him about fighting because we don't have enough time. But I know he is a Marvel Comics fan, 
and I appreciate him for that. Yeah. And he did this awesome, like if you've seen the uh, Infinity War, he did this meme where he's dressed as Black Panther and then he made it look like you know, like Punk was disappearing. So he did like his meme oh, before cool. the fights and stuff like that. And he's like made his own t-shirts. He's a really cool dude. And I asked him, I said, how are you feeling for this fight? I, I texted him before we came in here and he says, I feel great. There's nothing in particular that's going on. I just feel relaxed and ready. Right. This is a good way to feel before, you know? It's interesting because there's no, I mean, Punk, obviously, when he fought Mickey Gall, that's probably not the right guy to fight for your no, first definitely not. MMA fight. I mean, Mickey's really going to be a star. Brown you know, belt. If, yeah. if you're a white belt in jiu-jitsu and you go against a blue belt, you're getting submitted. Like, the like right. difference in your knowledge on the ground just from a couple extra classes is so vast that, yeah. yeah. Um, but now he's been training for a couple of years, Punk. He's, so. two year, he's been training for four years, two years since then. Like, right. yeah. He's with really working guys, hard. Yeah. With, Duke, with Duke Rufus. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. go with... Uh, yeah. You know, how I'm just trying to determine how. Well, let's say this. I don't know specifically whether Mike Jackson has a jiu-jitsu background or any kind of wrestling. I didn't really see anything about that. Punk is a blue belt in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And he's working with, you know, Tyron Woodley. He's around wrestlers. Yeah. He's know? been taking, of course. And he works really hard. Absolutely. He's a legitimate athlete. He's not in this for the fucking payday. Yeah. Because no. he could make more in WWE. No, he's, he really just wanted to learn it for his love for the sport. That's why I like him. I'm going to say punk by decision. I know that Mike comes out of legit MMA school. Yeah, he trains with Derek Lewis. Yeah, there, he comes yeah. out from legit MMA school, but I just feel like punk has maybe more training partners at a higher level. I'm going to say punk by third round submission. You know, I was thinking, so I wrote down Mike Jackson second round knockout. Just wow. because, you know, he's going to have the striking advantage. I don't know if Punk's going to have the advantage. Yeah. How long has Mike been training? Oh, I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's 33. He's been around for like several years. years. So, and he loves striking. He's a te- I've seen him move around with Pat and stuff. He's yeah. a de- decent striker. So that's like the logical pick, right? To take Mike Jackson. Yeah. But <laughs> just for the fun of wanting to root for CM Punk. Oh, the Cinderella because, story? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I- I'm actually going to take... I'm going to take CM Punk's second round submission. He's a friend of mine, so it would be very hard to root against CM because I like him personally so much. And again, I don't bet with my uh, my fucking I bet with my heart always, but I but I actually do think that he's going to win by decision because he's been really training. I mean, he's yep. he's, he's not fucking around. No. He's not just stepping in for money. No. he could have gotten a fight sooner. He yeah. he's two years since that last fight or a year and a half, whatever it is. Yep. Well, and the the other thing like. He came in again. I don't think he was going to beat Mickey realistically in that first fight. It was a bad fight for me because one oh, bad punch, bad, which is what he threw. But that's what I'm saying. He came in and he got overexcited. He threw a, a wild punch. And that you're not going to do that against Mickey. He's going to take you right down yeah, like so he no, did. There's a reason why people strategy. have long-standing amateur careers before they come into the UFC, <laughs> man. Yeah. You know, you get all of those. Like The way it really works is the first couple fights, fights one through five, even as an amateur, you're you're just you don't even remember what happens. It looks like cartoons when there's like a bunch of uh, like dust and you just see arms uh-huh. and legs flying out. Then after your fifth fight was where you start seeing things and noticing things and being able to listen to your coach and your rep. By ten, you have a little bit of a fight IQ. These are guys that they haven't developed any of that yet, really. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. And I mean, looking at Mike Jackson's stats too, he's he had a Muay Thai fight, which he lost. So, you know, it's, I mean, again, he's going to have a striking advantage, but if Punk can avoid that. Yeah, I, I really want to see, yeah. see it. Even if CM Punk loses, I want to see him give a good showing. Yeah, you want to see his improvement. Yeah. yeah, because that first fight, again, it was, a, it was, it was a, a really, there's no way a brown belt's taking you down and you're getting up. It's just not happening. Nope. No. 
and he made the mistake of not being, he wasn't good enough on his feet or comfortable. His first fight, he's probably nervous to keep Mickey away from him. 100%. Uh, like, you know what I mean? If you, want to, if you want to stay up against the brown belt, you, you just got to keep him away from you. Yeah, right. and if you're Mickey Gall and you're smart, you wait for him to throw a punch to go, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> was a gift. Because yeah. Mickey might have even Thanks, had a striking man. advantage too because he's been training for, for years. Sure. So he probably had a striking advantage right. as well. Uh, who did Mickey fight that he was striking with a lot, but he wound up losing? Who was Mickey's lost to uh, recently or the last fight he had? Um, oh, God. I just looked it up. The it's other annoying day. me, too. Rude, yeah. rude, rude boy. I can't think of his. Uh, yes, Randy Brown. Randy, Randy Brown. Brown. That's right. And, then he, and I, he was in here, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, which that was a fun fight. But right. But you saw the difference <laughs> there in, in the level Is that a decision? Striking. Yeah. It was. But yeah. he clearly won. Yeah. yeah. And I think um, Mickey actually was out in L.A. He's been training with, like, Eve Edwards, and he's been working on his hands. So, yeah. you know, Mickey's... Smart. He knows it's what tough he's doing. to remember yeah. all those stats. Yeah, there's so when many people fighters. do it. It's amazing. It's like you got to be Rain Man. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely Randy Brown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I can't remember all that. Yeah, I, I have a good memory. Like I was so dumb the other day. Uh, we were talking about Usman, and I did it in the interview. With you were so I, hard on yourself. No, but though. I was right. I was. I'm an asshole. I should know that, and I do know that. But I know why I did. I was thinking of fucking because he fought Maya and Maya. Yeah. He fought at middleweight and two. Yeah. It just, it, but it, the, my my mentality was so fucking stupid. No, it's it really is a lot to remember. It doesn't matter. There I are still people know that. who are generally great at that. Yeah, they have the laptops in front of them usually. <laughs> they think they're geniuses. Yeah. You're like, Ariel Hawani knows a lot. And then you're like, ah, the fuck, there's a laptop. Yeah. But right then again, he's, he's smart enough to have one. I'm right. dumb. I should bring a laptop in, but I don't. You know why? Because I'm stupid, I'm lazy, no, and I'm see, ashamed to open my computer in front of anybody. Chris, the producer's job. <laughs> That's right. So, I'm sitting here. I can look. I know, but you see your laptop. So Chris always sounds smart. But he's not. He just has a good, he's just fast say, Google. I would say sixty percent of the time I'm looking it up. You said ninety-five okay. wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> UFC featherweight Brian Ortega loves the fight. He loves the strategy. You know what else he loves? Toyo I can't do it like Matt. Toyo tires. All right, just picture Matt doing that. Uh, because like Ortega, Toyo tires are as tough as they come, and they're the official tires of the UFC. What do you think the UFC is going to have? Soft, weak tires? No. There's a lot to love about Toyo tires. Aggressive design, proven on and off-road capabilities, tires for any weather, and the toughness is there to back it up. There's a confidence that comes with tough tires. So no matter what you're driving, no matter where you're driving, you can count on Toyo tires. And they look good, too. You don't want sucky, awful tires on your car. You still look stupid. Tough people love tough tires. If you're tough, these tires are for you. Even if you're not tough and you want to feel tough, get Toyo tires. Next time you need tires, ask for Toyo, the official tire of the UFC. Learn more at toyotires.com backslash UFC. toyotires.com slash UFC. Uh, Matt, Toyo tires! After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price. Plus, take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com sale for more details. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. 
And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up Podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up. An epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially closeout buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph. And a lot of transition. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to pull up. Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Hello, CM Punk. How are you? Hello, stupid. How you doing? Hey, buddy. <laughs> uh, you're talking. Matt's not here today, buddy. It's, it's just myself and uh, Phoenix Carnivale. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm going. I can't. I can't. I can't. Matt's not there. <laughs> Sorry. Matt wants you to call him at home, though. Yeah. He's very upset that he I missed this. Oh, yeah. Give me his number after this, and I'm going to call him repeatedly at home. <laughs> I'll give it to you on the air. I want everyone to call Matt and bug him. For sure. Uh, how you feel? How you feeling, man? This is your first fight back after the Mickey Gall fight. It's been, is it almost two years? Is it, uh, is it two years yet, or, or, or almost? Uh, almost. I think, I, man, it, it, it's, it's weird how time flies. I guess it'll be two years officially in September. And what exactly is it that made you wait the two years? Because you could have gotten one faster if you really wanted to. Uh, I did want to. And we were going back and oh. forth on, you know, timing and opponents and all kinds of stuff. I got hurt. Um, you know, the, the, the injuries were really kind of like takes you out of it. And I've, oh. uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure you, you totally keep up on the news, but I've had a lot of extracurricular stuff going on. Oh, yeah. That thankfully just, just ended yesterday. So... You know, it's all. I love it when a plan comes together. It just, it just life gets in the way sometimes. You know. Yeah, and, and I did keep up with that, and I, I was aware that it ended last night. You're, you were being. Uh, it was a four million dollar lawsuit. It was yourself, and uh, and who's the other? And uh, Cole Cabana, and uh, yeah. you were being. Uh, it was against a senior ringside physician who sued you for said that you didn't you badmouthed him or something like that or whatever it was. So how did you yeah. fi- how did you find out that this was over and you had won? Uh, I was I was sitting in court and they they, they delivered a, a verdict unanimously for myself and uh, and Scott. So you know, it's 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 good to be uh, judged by twelve rather than carried by six, as Ice Cube says. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's not wrong. Um, and, and how long did the lawsuit go on for? Oh, I don't know, three four years. It's been a while. <laughs> Isn't it crazy when you get sued? Like, did you become? Were you afraid of lo- like were you terrified of losing or like you see your legal bills mounting and did you start to feel like oh my god I should just give him money and make him go away? Um, you know that that thought does cross your mind, but like, what's your word worth? You know what I mean? Like, I I do think that it was a uh, it was kind of cooked up just to get me to throw money at it. Yeah. Um, but, but there's no way I was going to just give this guy money. You know, to me, my word is, is priceless. And, you know, uh, when you got somebody coming at you, you know, saying you, you lied when you lived through a a very horrible thing that you didn't lie about, you just talked about it, you know, like, nah, man, I, I stood up for myself and I stood up for my friend. You know, my friend just, it, it, it would have been like if I went on your podcast and told a story and somebody tried to sue you, um, 
you know, for, for, for the same thing. Like it, it was just, it was just a really kind of mean, nasty thing to do, but obviously that's what, you know, that's what litigation is, right? Litigation is always mean and that, but after a while, what happens is when you're in a lawsuit, you start to only think of yourself as a person being sued. It's a really weird mindset. Like the, it can become overwhelming and then you forget about it for a month and all of a sudden your attorney calls you. All right, look, he, uh, he filed another motion and you're like, oh, motherfucker. Wow. It just doesn't end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a drag. It's a, it's, I, I don't recommend it to anybody. Yeah. I, th- I think it's pretty awesome, awesome, though, that your word was that important to you and that as a person, especially in the media, that your integrity is that important to you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it would have been easy just, I guess, to, to throw money at it. But like, you know, uh, just, just what, he, what he wanted and the, the claims were ridiculous, you know. And like the biggest thing is uh, just feeling like unfair like oh man this like you know you really just need to stand up for yourself sometimes and when people always say things like you know people don't understand how it works because people will say like hey come on what's he gonna do sue me yes yeah. <laughs> and, and people forget <laughs> yeah. that anybody can sue anybody and you still have to pay to defend it yeah um unless you file for sanctions in which case you may be able to get your money if, it, if it's an egregious lawsuit or whatever you may be able to get your money back in certain cases from the person who sued you right yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know how any of it works. It's not my world, you know. Uh, you know, we 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 settle things by fist fighting, you right? Know, not yeah, behind lawyers. But yeah. it's you know, it's, it's life. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's uh, there, there's a lot of bad days, but it you know, just like anything, it's taught me a lot about myself, and uh, it's taught me a lot about who my friends really are. And it's it's uh, it's made you know relationships stronger that I had with you know, friends and my, my, my wife, you know, the people who really supported me. So, you know, you try to find the good in it. I'm not saying it was a good thing. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, you know, good can come of it. You know, a beautiful flower can grow in a, you know, a cracked sidewalk in a, in a ghetto somewhere, you know, and, and I just try to look for the positive in it. Right, right. How was it training through all of that? You know, I mean, you, you go through this fight with Mickey Gall, you lose, but you still have a great experience. And then you've got two years to, uh, you know, all the personal stuff that you got to deal with. But in the, in this whole time, you know, you have this love and this passion for mixed martial arts. What was the training like in the two years, the self-discovery, the feelings after that fight? I know that's a very loaded question. Well, you know, it, 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 there's, there's good days and there's bad days. But, um, you know, I, I think in the end, it, it made me more focused, especially on this fight. You know, it made me more conscious of uh, every minute of every day. Like, you know, I really had to, especially these last two, three weeks, I really had to, like, maximize my time and, and, you know, figure out when I could train and get it in when I could. And it it just it, it made me sharper in a weird way. I had to work harder. And, you know, you're, you're sad and you're depressed and you're scared about things. But the... The, the training was always there at the beginning and at the end of the day, no matter how long. And it was also like an avenue I got to, um, you know, uh, like vent my frustration. You right. know, nothing like, nothing like beating up on a heavy bag, you know what I mean? To <laughs> At the end of a bad day. And like, you know, I was, uh, I was exhausted, but I was like, well, I have to do this because I can't make excuses. You know, I, I have to know going into Saturday's fight that I, I did I did. I did the work, you know. And uh, you feel a lot more obviously readier, and I'm sure more improved. And you've also got the first fight jitters out of the way. You've made your first walk. You've gone through it. 
Uh, you've gone through a lot, like, like, so you've already dealt with anything negative that you have to deal with or anything scary you have to deal with one time at least. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, I, I think it's easy to, to, to point laugh at, at any fighter who loses, you know, whether they lose uh, a five round title fight by decision or whether sure. it's three rounds or whether they lose, you know, people have lost faster than I did, you know, and yeah. I, I think it's easy to point and laugh at, all these people and to say negative things about anybody from any walk of life. It's easy to make fun of a kid and they, they, they fail a math test, you know? Um, but I, I, I just think there's something about the experience, you know, like you now have that experience and I have that experience and it's going to make me a better fighter the second time around. And you guys will see that on Saturday. Where do you think you've improved the most? Um, Man, that's a loaded question. I, I honestly, I honestly, I think every everywhere, you know, because it's just a constant thing. And I, I always say that going to the gym for me is easy because I'm not I'm an Anthony Pettis, you know, where I'm I'm regarded as this insanely high level striker. So, like, how do you improve on that? How how does to, to me? I look at that and I go, man, that's hard. Yeah, that's got to be hard for him. How does he improve? on his striking? Is it more of an athletic thing? Is it more of a fitness thing? You know, like, and for me, the, the answer is go to the gym and get better mm. at everything. Doesn't, doesn't matter. You well, know, and that, that, that just kind of, I, I boil it down to that. That makes it easy. Well, I don't, how is anybody pointing and laughing at you? The, the reality is, uh, like, you know, again, he's a, he's, a, he's a ground fighter. He had years of MMA training. You have a little bit of jitters your first time. You throw an ill-advised punch. You gave up a lot of money in WWE yeah. to fight here for real and to train. Like, you've sacrificed a lot. You're not some guy that's just walking in expecting it. You literally sacrificed. Not that WWE is an easy life. It's not. There's a lot of physical fucking abuse. But this is a little harder or a lot harder because you're really getting punched. You sacrificed that for an unknown outcome. I, how can anybody point and laugh at that? Oh come on! I, I, I you, you know the answer to that. It, it's just oh. people. People are people. It, it's just it's like a it's an unfortunate, sad part of our culture where it's you know, it's easy. It's easy to you know, it's easy to be a dick yeah. when, when right. there's no consequences. And I, I also just think it's you know, there's there's this section of of people that get joy from other people's pain yeah. and I you know and and I just think I just think that sucks about us as human beings but it's also you know it's also the reality and it's just you also have to understand that other people's opinions about you are none of your business you know that's very true and and, and, I, and I know sometimes it's hard you know I know there's kids out there that deal with bullying and online bullying and it's like how do you stop it you know, like, un unfortunately, kids are driven to suicide because of it, you right. know, but it, I, I just think something, you know, something's got to something's got to change, you know, in our in our society, you know, there's too many divides, I think, there's too many people who, you know, uh, you know, there, there's a difference, it, you know, I mean, Jim, you're, you're a comedian and a very good one, you Thank know, you. I, I think, you know, there's a difference between a, a joke and, and being a racist prick, you yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah. Yeah. And and that that that's just it. It's just like that's that's people, and you know they they got the right to their opinion. Well, speaking of which, right? This is interesting because you are on a card that's very stacked and filled with tons of great competition. Kobe Covington is a guy who says a lot of things, and some of those quote unquote jokes can come off very racist. So, what have your thoughts been on on Coving on Covington? You know, or even even trash talks like that because that's not the type of guy you are. <laughs> 
Right. Now, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing, I'm in this for me, you know, and, and, and it's funny too, because I, I don't call myself a martial artist and then Duke's always like, you're, yeah, you're wrong, dude. You're the, and I'm you're, telling you like, that as a most, fan. He's like, you're the most martial arts dude ever. He's like, because you're <laughs> yeah. like, no, whatever, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here, uh, because to me it's about the experience and it's about the journey and not necessarily the destination. And, um, I don't know. I, I get. Uh, I, I just think it's because maybe I'm older now, and maybe a little bit of wisdom has come with that. I think there's uh, a big part of me that gets uncomfortable when there's like manufactured, um, like trash talk. But you know you how know? weird right. that is uh, hearing it from you, who comes from the WWE world. That's uh, Duke says it all the time you know duke's just like it's backwards he's like you know he's like you got all these guys trying to do what you did and he's like and now you're here and you could do it better than any of them and you don't do it I'm yeah like, yeah because i just it's just i don't know well one's there's a script just, and just, one's one's like actual yeah, well colby's also training for wwe too colby wants to fight wwe does he yes. he'd be amazing he'd be amazing as far as like his already his yeah. personality so i have to ask you this punk Mike Jackson, you guys finally found an opponent. He was the opponent. Why was he the one chosen, and what are your thoughts on him? Uh, I, I think originally we always wanted him, and he—you know—he's the guy. And he's, he's one of a long list of guys who who's called me out, has talked trash, and I've—I've I've just ignored it. You know, what I mean, it could be—it could be anybody across the cage. So it—it it, it doesn't matter to me. Like I said, it's, it's not not a war of words i'm not making um youtube videos and i'm not cutting promos and and and, and all this stuff like uh i think what i can do and show everybody saturday will speak much louder than any anything i could say leading up to the fight well plus you don't really need to because you're a big enough draw i mean they put you on the main card and i know that that wasn't your demand at all to be to be put on the main no. card no i if, if i if i had my way i, I would be first on uh, fight pass <laughs> Because that's earlier in the day, and then my grandpa asked and be you know elbow deep in a pizza and a pint of ice cream and in bed at ten o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I understand, and it's also and, and uh, they had pushed uh, uh, Alistair Overeem and Curtis Blades up, but Overeem was okay with it. He didn't seem to give that much of a shit about it. Like, yeah, whatever. Um, you know, that's a good fight he's too. Already been, he's already been on main cards before. You know, it's like who do you want to promote, or who do you want fans to get excited about? And, and and I think that I think they actually changed it because of Megan and Holly, not necessarily because of Punk and Jackson. Oh, I could uh, be wrong. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would think. I would think a guy like him who has been in the the the, the fight slash shit talk business for so long would get it. I, I yeah. think if you're unless I think if you don't get pay per view points, uh, you want to be on the prelims because I think more people watch it because it's on television. Yeah, and it's not pay per view, you know. And and to, to me, that's that. It, this is a business, and that's better for your business. Yeah, man. Well, good luck, buddy. I mean, I'm really, really happy for you. I'm happy that you have this fight. And I'm happy you have it in Chicago. Um, it is this Saturday night, UFC 225, and you guys are the first fight up on the pay per view, 10 o'clock. Um, I, I have complete faith. I'm picking you to win. And uh, not just because I'm friends with you, but I really do think that with, with uh, these extra two years, I think you're definitely, uh, I'm interested to see how, how different it is. Because that one mistake you made, we didn't even get to see how well you fought two years ago. 
You make one fucking right. mistake. That's not an indicator of how somebody fights. It's just one mistake. Maybe there's a little bit of jitters your first time walking. How nervous were you walking out that first time? How much different was it for you than walking out in a WWE event? Um, I was shocked at how calm I was. Oh, okay. Um, I don't. I, yeah, it, it was. It was real strange. Uh, I think this time I'm definitely, you know, like free, freely admit, like I'm scared this time. You know, I'm walking into a cage and I, I'm not necessarily uh, scared of the outcome. I'm scared of letting people down. Yeah. You know, right. like I know how hard I've worked, and imagine that tenfold with like my coaches and my team. So, you know, but I, I think that's going to help me. I think I was too, I, I was too chill last time. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, you, you say I made the one mistake and that's not indicative of, of, of how somebody fights. It's just like, it's Mickey Gall. He's a killer. What are you going to do? Yeah, you, you know? can't put a white belt against a, a, a brown belt. You just can't. <laughs> I think you can, and you know what I mean. I don't but, know, you know, man. I've time, gotten nine abused. Times, nine times shit. out of time, like yeah, that's gonna that's gonna happen. But like, yeah. you know, fuck it. Yeah, like let's let's go. You know, to yeah. me, that's I, I'm a I'm a fan of old school pride. And I'm a fan, you know, I, I was I was watching UFC. You know, I, I was in on the ground level, and it's just like, you know, so some sometimes you need the the experiments, and it, you know, a fight's a fight. It's entertaining to me. Yeah. If if you were if you were not in this situation and you had to just look at this as somebody who enjoys fighting, how do you think Mike Jackson is going to try to fight you? Do you think he's right. going to stand up with you? I mean, knowing him and his style, like, what do you think he's going to try to do against you? Yeah, I, I think it's easy to say that you know I know he's a boxer and I know he you know he he likes to say cute things like you know catch these hands and and uh, and <laughs> you know things. like whatever whatever yeah whatever else you know, a million other guys have said before. <laughs> it's just, I, I think, you know, you got to be ready for everything. And everybody at Rufus Sport always trains for everything. Um, you know, and I don't know. I don't know if he's playing head games. You know, I don't know if he's just going to be like, yeah, I'm a boxer. And then like, you know, next thing you know, like, oh, shit, Shoot he's, he's a judo guy. You know, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm going to take my time this time. I'm not going to rush it. I'm going to get comfortable and relaxed and I'm going to have fun. Yeah. Right, before we let you go, I, if I don't ask you this question, Matt's going to get really pissed at me. Did you see Deadpool 2? Not yet. Don't okay. ruin it for me. I it's won't. Been, I won't. He just wants a, to know. He wants to know. It's been a rough couple of weeks, so I haven't gotten to get to the movies either. Well, you can you can definitely watch uh, Cobra Kai, though. I'm, well, I'm definitely going to watch Deadpool 2 with a, like three buckets of popcorn probably <laughs> after Sunday afternoon finished. after I fight, after I win, yeah. All right, Punk. Well, it's good talking to you, buddy, as always, and good luck, man. I, I'm, I'm going to be watching, and I'm really, really pulling for you. I appreciate it, both of you. Thank you very much. Thanks. All right, we'll talk to you soon, man. Bye. Bye. Take care. Uh, I have to pee real quick. He's such a great guy. How can anybody not like Sam Punk? Yeah. you got to be crazy. It's going to be an exciting fight one way or another. It doesn't matter. They're not ranked. Who cares? Let's see what he does. Yeah. And if he wins, great. he's going to get another one. Yeah. I'm piss. Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. 
It's simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash unfiltered. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 34. All right, we're back. I had to pee, and uh, Kamara Usman is here. Thank you for coming out. I didn't even see you come in. Oh, man, I appreciated it. I, I literally, uh, I don't know how you New Yorkers do this. It's rough, I mean, man. I, I, I was 2.2 miles away. I figured, you know what, leave 25 minutes early. You know, give me a little time to get there, be early, and, and yeah. you know, get the details. I just got here. You got stuck in traffic? That was like almost 45, 50 minutes. It's abysmal. And the fact is that you guys are UFC fighters, so literally, no one's going to fuck with you on the train. They should just <laughs> take the subway. It's faster, it's easier. It's faster, but it's disgusting. You feel like you need to, I don't know, disinfect yourself after being on it for like, that's one stop. It's still worth it. Yeah, I, you know, I agree with that because I'm kind of, I'm a big hygiene guy. I'm, I'm really big on I hygiene. I get so gross I, 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 I like I like to smell good. I like to be showered. I like no. to feel clean. You and know so, that mariachi band comes on and like blows your eardrums out. I love that. It's the like a live show. thing in the world. And most bands, when they start, there's a five, six, seven, eight. Mariachis are like fucking ninja. They all start at the same time. You're sitting there. You don't even realize they're there. And it's like, it gives you a straight heart attack. It's the best. It's the best. Those guys. Guys will come on and they'll sing a cappella under the boardwalk. You got to give them money. No, it's those great. are the doo bands. Yeah, I That's love the doo guys. The mariachi band. Fucking four 50-year-old alcoholics just walking with a hat out. That's true. So have you taken the subway or no? This is your first time here. No, I uh, haven't taken the subway. Well, you know what? I think I actually have. I've, I've been here years, years, a few years back. I took it because for the sheer fact of, yeah, we're just going to take the subway. So Hello? I took it. Uh, hey, Colby, how are oh, you? You're on the phone. Colby's how are you doing? On the phone. Do we have Colby? Yes, sir. Hey, you're talking to uh, Jim Norton. It's good to talk to you again. And uh, uh, Phoenix Carnavali is here. And we also have uh, Kamara Usman is in studio. We didn't set this up. It literally is. You both were just booked at the same time. Uh, okay, sure. But we are trying to promote your uh, your fight in the co-main uh, this Saturday. Uh, how are you feeling, man? I feel great, man. I feel like a million bucks. Uh, RDA has won three fights uh, since uh, debuting at welterweight, and uh, you know, I mean, do you think that he's obviously you think he's due for a loss? But what is your, uh, what do you think his strategy is against you? Uh, his his strategy, I don't know. He's probably gonna fight emotional, try and come out and knock me out, you know. But thing is, is I'm the great winning American winning machine, so I'm addicted to winning, just like Trump. <laughs> now, yeah, he is, uh, and you've been bashing, uh, you've been bashing RDA a lot. And you and I spoke about this uh, earlier in the week. Do you really think that might get into his head and make him more likely to make a mistake? And again, the example I used was Aldo against McGregor. Yeah, I do believe that. You know, he's never been one to talk shit, but the lead up to this fight, he's been trying to talk a lot of trash, and and I'm definitely under his skin. He's trying to act like I'm acting like Conor McGregor when I'm acting nothing like Conor. So. You know, you could tell he's kind of in unfamiliar territory. You know, it's funny you started. You know, it's funny you say that too because when Aldo, he was not a shit talker. 
And when it, when it was before the McGregor fight, Jose Aldo was trying to almost be like that and mock his, and it's like, that's not the way you fight. Yeah. You can see that he's changing just to try to get in McGregor's head instead of just doing what he did. Yeah, absolutely. I was just, th- I was thinking about it, you know, it's just trying to understand you and, and the way you are. And I know, you know, it just comes off how passionate and how much you love fighting. Is the, is the trash talk really just to try to get the best fight out of someone? Or are you just doing it because you get off so much on the fact that it's egging on a fight? Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things to it. You know, obviously I want to get in someone's head. I want them to come fight me emotional because they're going to fight a different strategy and it's going to be a lot easier for me. And then also, you know, the promotional side, you got to sell fights. You got to get people excited about fights. So, you know, whether people want to see me get knocked out and lose or whether they want to join my team and, and bash nerds and virgins with me, then either way it works for me. Kobe, the Nigerian nightmare here. Uh, I got a quick question for you. Uh, I know you've, you've done a great job of building this character for yourself to where you're actually getting people to pay attention to yourself now. But you've kind of put yourself, set yourself up on this high pedestal to, to where, where do you go from here? I know as a fighter, you never think of yourself losing a fight, but where do you go from here if that were to happen? Uh, the thing is, is, you know, today's the anniversary of D-Day. So, you know, the Americans invaded the beaches of Normandy and took out the Nazis in World War Two. So, you know, on Saturday, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to take the fight to this filthy animal. And there will be no retreat, no surrender for him. And I take no prisoners. And you and, you know, I know you and Kamaru have had words before, but you guys are both, I mean, number four, number six, both 13 and one, a, a very, very, uh, it seems like very, very evenly matched, evenly skilled guys and have had a pretty equal success uh, in the UFC. Colby, did we lose you? Yep. Okay. What's I'm sorry. going on? Did you did you say something about Ralphie Dos Nachos or Tyrone <laughs> Woodley? I mean, unless you got someone to talk about that's in my direct immediate future, you know, no disrespect to anybody, but you know, I'm talking about Ralphie Dos Nachos. I'm worried about him on Saturday night, and then I'm worried about ending Tyrone Woodley's career on uh, after Saturday. So, you know, I got bigger things on my mind right now. You know, I don't. I'm not worried about something behind me. I'm worried about what's in front of me. You had mentioned this, actually, and I was thinking about it a lot. I think that you are looking at the psychological aspect a lot more than people are realizing. And you were saying you don't think that Woodley has a fighting head on his shoulder because of the outside stuff that he's doing. Do you really believe that? Do you think that he's not as dangerous as he could be if he was paying more attention to, you know, being there? Yeah, he's, uh, he's, his time has come and gone. This is my time now. Woodley, you know, he got his big paydays off piggybacking off of uh, big uh, pay-per-view stars. You know, he, he piggybacked off Conor McGregor to get a bunch of pay-per-view points, and then he piggybacked off John Jones to get a b- bunch of pay-per-view points. So, you know, he's got all his money in the bank, and he's sitting good. You know, he, he doesn't want to fight anymore. He's, he doesn't want to get blood on his, uh, on his gloves anymore. He's just trying to sit back and talk about the Kardashians and talk about Justin Bieber. He's got better things to do, like be uh, a backup actor, on DVDs that go straight to DVD. So, you know, the guy doesn't want to fight anymore, and, and his career is coming to an end soon, and I can't wait to end it. So uh, I know you've said that you don't think Tyron Willie wants to fight anymore, and he's kind of been criticized by the UFC for that. So what do you think is next for you? Let's say you do get through RDA, which is no easy task. Let's say you do get past him. Who is next for you if Tyron Willie is not able to fight? Uh, you know, then I guess, GSP's next, or maybe Khabib wants to come up and, and test the waters. But unless that, you know, I don't know. Darren Till can't make the way. You know, another contender might establish themselves. But, you know, I'm only focused on Ralphie Dos Nachos on Saturday night. 
Now, let me, I, I have to ask, obviously, because fighters do things to promote fights. Uh, I'll, and I'll ask Kobe and Kamaru directly. Do you guys like legitimately dislike each other? Absolutely. I'll keep it. I mean, I think he, but the he one probably guy. obviously dislikes me more than I dislike him. I don't have anything against him because, you know, I honestly barely know who the guy is. I tried to fight him a couple of years ago and he didn't want to fight. And now, of course, he wants to fight me now. Everybody wants to fight me. I'm the money fight. I'm the big fight. I'm the fight at the top of the division. So, you know, I don't got... All I got on my mind right now is Ralphie Dos Nachos. And Kamar, was that true? You didn't want to fight? Kobe Covington, have you or have you not ever in the UFC been offered a fight with Kamaru Usman? Never one time, man. The only time I was offered was when Joe Silva offered me to fight you about two years ago before I fought Dunham Kim and was ranked, and he said you turned me down three times. So, you know, that's all I got to say, man. Besides that, of course, I beat Dunham Kim, number six in the world, and then I beat Damian Maya in a worse fashion than anybody's beat Damian Maya. And, and, of course, everybody wants to fight me now. I'm, I'm the mar money marketing, money printing machine. I print money for a living, so everybody wants to fight me. I mean, it, I think it's obvious that you guys are eventually going to meet. I mean, who knows when, but it's, I mean, that's go it's going to happen. It's just a, it's a strong possibility. I know that RDA is definitely the challenge this weekend. What's your prediction, Colby? Like, how do you see yourself winning this fight? I'm going to knock him out. I'm going to leave him in a pool of his own blood. I'm going to leave on my private jet with 10 pounds of gold around my waist back to all my women in South Beach. You know, and, and uh, you guys, if you guys ever match up, even if whether you, you beat uh, RDA and then fight Woodley or if Woodley can't fight, you, you know, you and Kamaru is a good fight because people are interested in two guys that genuinely don't like each other. Because you hear so much people who just talk in the, in the UFC. I think two guys that genuinely don't like each other is always an interesting fight. Not only to see the fight, but then to see how they interact after it. Yeah, I think it's a fight that easily sells, but, you know, people nowadays have to try to protect what they, they think they've, they've got where they're at. So it, it is what it is. It's a fight that I, I, I'm interested in. I, I just, it's a fight that motivates me. I like to be motivated for a fight. So, you know, hopefully it happens, but it, it's not on my end. I've been offered that fight a few times and I've accepted. So we'll see. So you've accepted it, and he said no. I've accepted it. He said no. But, you know, I understand that he's focused on a fight, as fake he should. News, he should be news, focused. Fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. Fake news. Everybody wants to talk fake news these days. Listen, don't come and call the welterweight king with some amateur little scrub who has one ranked win. I got bigger things on my plate. I got better things to do, so I'll catch you all later. Fake news like your private jet or like the women that you got in South Florida. You say you call everybody a virgin because you really are a virgin. He's got he hung up. Did he hang up? Yeah. I tried to keep him on. I tried to keep I know the questions uh, to keep him on as long no, as possible. No, but I... No, I mean, you were actually doing... You were actually it, taking it, part in the interview. I still like Colby. Was, I enjoy him. But uh, yeah, I wish he would have stayed it's on. A, it's a persona thing, but I am, I am interested to see what happens with him in the future. I am interested to see how long he can keep that up. And if he went, loses, does he change? Does he humble himself? Probably not. He, he, I think he's, he's, he's put himself in a situation to where... He's gone so far with that character that he's playing to where he, he can't you he can't, can't figure back out who he is. Yeah, you, yeah. you can't you can't back out now. You can't you can't get humble. You think people are gonna get behind you because you do get humble. Well, you know what no, though? McGregor lost to Nate in that first fight, and I, I liked Connor more after he lost that fight. That, that's different. That, that's different. Connor didn't do. Connor didn't 
try to put on this antics and this persona that, that Kobe's putting on. You can clearly tell that this is a character that this guy's playing. Yeah. Connor came out of the gates like this. Even when he was at Cage Warriors doing his thing, he, he, he kind of had that brash persona. He just didn't have the platform to really show it to everybody. And then when he got in the UFC, they just pretty much let him run wild and say, you know what, do what you do. And, and, he, and he, you know, he ran with it. And, and let's not... Let's not forget. Let's be honest. Connor has skills. Connor no, is, is legitimately and has he has a great skills. fight IQ. Great fight IQ. He, he he won those fights. He did the the appropriate things to win those fights. He capitalized on the opportunity and he did it. But when you're dealing with a guy like like this uh, guy from Kobe, uh, you just you're not that guy. And I'm going to bring it back to Connor only because of this. No matter how good Connor McGregor is or was. It will. I will always question his legacy because he didn't defend any of his titles. I will always question it a little bit because there's a lot of people we never saw him fight against. I will always question because I didn't see him get into trouble in certain positions that make you a mixed martial artist. So that's my thing with Conor McGregor. I'm not going to deny all the great things that he did. I'm not going to look past a lot of the amazing things that he's done. But I will always question him as a champion just a little bit because of that that's a that's a, that's a very very good point and 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 i think we're, we're kind of seeing a resurgence of that with darren Till. that like let's be honest this was pretty much it was kind of set up as a bracket here right. in, in that welterweight division i take on damian maya who who was number five darren Till takes on stephen wonderboy who's number one and Kobe is fighting uh, RDA for the interim, and then the winner gets Woodley. I mean, it, it, there's a bracket. I don't know. Someone made a graphic of it, and, and they uh, tagged me on Instagram, basically a bracket, which was perfect. It looked right. just like it. But now, Darren Till's won. I mean, and I've won. That seems to be the fight people want to see. Did they people jump him to number five? They jump him to number two. He's up to number oh, two. Tell's wow. number two? Well, number yeah, because he well, because that, that's where Wonderboy was. That's right, was. yeah, yeah, right. Wonderboy. So, Wonderboy was number one, you know, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, but look at the thing with Wonderboy. Wonderboy hadn't fought RDA, hasn't fought Covington, hasn't fought me. Yeah, hasn't well, he's, fought he's, Robbie. Got, he's got a lot of things to he, do. Yeah, he's, he's Wonderboy's done great with, with the all of his wins, right. his accomplishments, but he hasn't fought Robbie, hasn't fought me, hasn't fought RDA, hasn't fought Covington. Those four, five, three, four guys that are right there, he hasn't fought. Right. And then he was sitting at the number one spot. Till beats him. Now Till hops everybody. But then you won't give Till to me. You won't give Till to Covington. You won't... Like, um, well, I mean, don't so. you think that's next, though, for you? I would like to think that, but I, you know, I like to you go on percent. So? As everyone knows, I like to kind of call, put on percentages, go okay. on percentages. So I would say there's about a two percent chance that I get. There so then, who next. who would they who would they hook you up with next? Where well, would it go? I'm gonna say Colby only because of the interest, because of the relationship. Well, that the winner of that's gonna get Tyron if he's healthy. Well, definitely, yeah. but like you would, you yeah. would think so. But um, from from what I'm hearing, it's it's not good right now for for what they're thinking with Tyron. So, and I don't know if he if he's still injured or things like that. But no, that, he doesn't it's, seem it's, to be. It's, Dana it's said a fighting September. Yeah, September is probably smart. He's trying to come he's, back now in August, August, so he's looking at that two twenty-seven. Ha, have you ever card, torn but... your labrum, your rotator cuff? No, I've, I've, it's my fucking right arm. awful because everything <laughs> everything is triggered by it so your neck is off so that means your wrestling is going to be off your your um, grip position is really difficult it affects your hips i've torn my labrum it's it, it took me much longer to recover than i expected yeah dana speculated september maybe maybe even august but again we know what his next fight's going to be either it's just going to be the winner of rda colby so maybe you, you know what it is? i think they wanted to avoid 
the possibly being forced into a third Thompson Woodley fight. Like that, and that might be why they bracketed that way a certain way because they don't want Wonderboy number one to have to fight him again because who's going to pay for that fight? We've already seen it twice. How do you deal with a guy like Thompson who, like you know, on the ground you have such a tremendous advantage, but he's really good at keeping guys away from him. He is. Uh, I mean, he's just, he's. One of those other specialists. I think there, there, there's about two specialists that are left in the division. I just fought one of them. Damian Maya, I think, was the, the most dangerous fight for me in the division. Really? Just because. More than Tyron? Yes, absolutely. Because Damian Maya gets you to the ground. All he needs is one takedown. He's just so good on the ground yeah. that it's. And I and I felt it a little bit. I, I, I his wrestling was way better than I thought. And really, once he got a hold, once he got a hold of me. I was. I felt it. I was like, it's a was grown, he it's stronger a or was he just smart in positionings or? Um, I, I like to. I like to think I'm stronger than anybody. Right. Everybody. I, I I can take down anybody if I want to, and he got around me and, and, and had his hands locked. The grip was different. Yeah. And, and I think my grip is. Everyone tells me my grip is different, but this guy's grip was different. I felt him, and I, I was working on his grip, and I was just like, shit, like this is a grown ass man, like this, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is a grown man, but. Yeah, I think that that was the most dangerous fight. That's that's behind me now. Thompson is uh, another specialist. He moves around a lot, um, and, and he, he he strikes from very awkward and different angles. That's the karate blitz. Yeah, but you you see in this fight with Till, Till was able to kind of to corner him. But I thought Till Thompson had, won that fight though. I, I thought he won. I, I would give him the fight on, on points. I, I think he did, but I can see how. Darren Till won the fight because Darren Till controlled the center of the octagon. Yeah. Seemed to be more the ring aggressive. generalship is what yeah. they're looking for. I, 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 and when I'm, they're judging, it really is about aggre- like, you know, effective striking, aggression, ring generalship. So if you're on the back foot, you can even be defending from the back foot, but still the judges are trained conti- to continuously look for that pressure. I know, but that's when you look at a guy like Anderson Silva. He's like, a lot of counter punches. That's like literally just yeah, the way they fight. Yeah, but when he hits you, it looked effective. <laughs> and, I, and I think a big thing that played a part in that is you have a guy that's fighting in his hometown. There yeah. was what uh, maybe twelve thousand people there. Twelve thousand people were all there for him. Yeah. Yep. Even if he just whispered in the air, the fans went Ooh, crazy. Ah, yeah. And so when judges are sitting, they're sitting outside the cage here. They they can't really see these pinpoint strikes landing. All they know is Darren Till threw a strike and the fans went crazy. So yeah. they figure, oh, well, he landed something big. Oh, he did something I big. I mean, they should be big. trained to, so, to not be yes. affected well, by I, that, but yeah. yeah. Well, And you got to look in that second round. Till throws the kick and it hurts Wonderboy's knee, obviously, and he talked about it after the fight. So right. even if you give him then that second round because of that damage, you could make a case that Till won the third round. He knocked him down, what was it, the fourth round? In the fifth round. Fifth round, yeah. So you figure he won the second and the fifth, and then you could probably give him one of the other that, That's That's one of, one of Thompson's one thing. Is Tyron got him down, I think, twice very late in the yeah. game, and it's yeah. like eventually he gets caught. I mean, you just, it's hard not to get caught for five rounds. Yeah, and, and the thing with me, though, is, is I, if I take you down, you're not getting the fuck up. Like It's just, it's just fact. You're not going to get up unless I let you up. I, I will keep you down as long as I want. Yeah. But not letting them wall walk, not I, letting I, them get too close to the cage. You can wall walk as, as much as you want. You can do all that, but you're going nowhere unless I let you up. <laughs> and, and and that's what I think sets me apart from everybody else. I can take you down. I can keep it standing. I can beat you up. I, I have the power to do it. It just depends. I, I just kind of take the fight wherever the fight goes, and, and you will never see me get tired. I you know, I, I do this for a living. I, I live this. I can go all damn day. And, and everyone noticed that, which is why people for the longest didn't want to fight me. I just got what? My first call out ever 
uh, a couple of weeks ago, last week or a couple of weeks ago, and and, and this was a guy, uh, Magni. Oh, okay. And, 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 and even in this call out, he goes, "You've been trying to fight me for two years. Now it's time to beat that ass." What? <laughs> I tried to fight you for two years. You said no, and now that I'm above you, you you want to fight? Yeah. You wait. Now he thinks he has a chance. So what? Well, isn't I- that the? I mean, I kind of get it. Like from just a business perspective you always want to get the name that's a little bit above you so that you move up you know i don't really judge yeah, fighters I, I, for that abs- absolutely but i yeah. i was there i was in the rankings yeah. right there for right under that top 10 for a year for a couple of years and the same excuse that all these guys used were oh well he hasn't fought anyone in the top 10 so i'm not going to be the scapegoat i'm not <laughs> going to ta- i'm not going to be the one to fight that guy yeah. no no because they saw that you fight me it's a guaranteed l on the record they know that it, it might not be the prettiest but you will lose i, I i'm here they call me mr two checks i'm here for two checks <laughs> i don't come here for one check <laughs> who do you think is next for you do you think it's going to be uh what could Pantadibio uh, be a possibility i mean he obviously fell oh, out of the fight oh we didn't even talk about him oh, that's, that's right. right i mean that, that that's kind of old news I, I i gave that the opportunity yeah. I, I was willing to travel all the way to south america to to fight him and unfortunately uh he got hurt i hope him a, a speedy recovery nice guy I really like him, but I'm tired of, of taking the steps back. Yeah. If you look at everybody that's in the division, I'm the only, I've done everything the UFC have asked for me to do. I've taken every fight they've asked me to take. Uh, what sense does it make? I'm in the top 10, and yeah. you ask me to fight a guy that has one fight in the UFC, my last fight before Damian Maya, one fight in the UFC, not hadn't fought in over a year and a half. And you want me to fight him because he's a tough motherfucker. I mean, yeah. a tough dude. Yeah, the Emil Mac fight. Yeah, yeah. Emil Mac. This yeah, is a, a Viking, a tough-ass Viking. Viking. I mean, you give him to... And they're keeping him away from some guys. You give him to almost anyone in that top 15, they're going to have their hands full with that guy. And you ask me to fight him? I'm the guy that continuously continues to fight down just to get a fight. And now I'm right there in that top five uh, category. There's, I don't want to continue to go backwards. Right. I, I have a... I feel like I have a lot of pressure on my shoulders and and not I don't I don't see it as pressure but I carry a whole nation behind me. Yeah. I have a continent behind me. And unfortunately UFC hasn't seen that to want to cater to that. You know, I don't think they see that as a market for them right now. So being How, the first Afri- sorry, sorry first, being like the first African champion is something that would be very important to you. Absolutely. Yeah. A- a- amazing. We've we got a couple of guys, a couple of Africans in in the UFC now. I think we got about four or four guys. And- we got uh Francis Nganu, obviously everyone knows that. Israel Adesani, I mean a, a fellow Nigerian, a tough dude. Uh, and then you also got Razak Al Hassan, who's a, the Ghana guy that just you know do you know about like like african martial arts i'm a nerd and i have like the martial arts encyclopedia and i look through and there's some african martial arts there's great wrestling in africa oh yeah there's that uh that wrestling league in in senegal that are are, are amazing i mean people they they for for their 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 competitions they have the tournaments. They they have attendance over a hundred thousands of people just come to watch that. So it's more Hundreds popular than we realize, people. right? Yeah, there, there's just different forms of martial arts that are not popular. That, that are not pop popular culture, here. Yeah. I mean, people, you can fit all of United States inside Africa. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's that big. There, there's so much variety there, and and now there's a there's another fighting. Uh, 
uh, league promotion type in, in uh, Nigeria. It's called uh, Dembe, and it's uh, it's kind of like a one handed fight that they they wrap it. It's kind of you know I think you can kick as well and, and things like that. They've actually reached out out to me several times, uh, you know, obviously to get me to come come through and do the promotions, which. I, that's something that I do plan. I I, I want to plan a. I'm planning a trip to Nigeria. I need to go. I need to go back home. And, and uh, have you been back since you've been here? I, no, I haven't. It, it's just and my parents have planned trips, but you know when you've got kids at that point, three, four, uh, three boys in yeah. school, and we're we're busy. We're we're athletes, and and, and we got to of course keep up with the school work. So it made it very hard for us to to really find time to, as a family to go because I was always doing something. My yeah. older brother was always doing soccer or traveling and things like that. So it made it tough, but now I'm in a position to where I have to go. Where yeah. did you where did you move to when you guys came here from Nigeria? Arlington, Texas. I was raised in Arlington. And how was that? Like, you know, you're, you're a kid, you come from Africa, and now you're in Texas. Are the other kids good to you? Or, like, you couldn't have picked a more opposite place than Texas. Are the kids good to you, or do they fuck with you growing up? It, 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 was, it was a mixture. I mean, the night, and the crazy thing, the night that we came out, we were, we landed, and we were driving home, it was the first, it snowed. It was one of the first times it snowed in wow. Texas in a long, long time. So I saw snow all in one my first night here. That's cool. And not for years after that. But, yeah. but, you're, that's but uh, one time's enough. One time. From New it, York yeah. City, oh, yeah. seven months of it. And, and in Texas, it's not really like snow like you get up here. It's yeah. like that slushy shit. Like yeah. That. yeah, but it's funny though. It's like a quarter inch and they can't. They fucking shut the city down they, for three they, weeks. They, they lose their mind. They function. lose their mind. But yeah, in school, it was difficult initially because... There was that language barrier. Mm -hmm. I, I don't speak the English the way here, that the way the English is, and, and I don't know the certain things that that, that you do here. So, I, uh, I don't want to say I was bullied, but you're picked. Of on. Of course, you're picked on. A you're, bit you're, of a difference. you're bullied in a different way. Yeah, not just the typical bullying—a guy you know takes your lunch money and things like that. But you're bullied in a different way to where uh, made fun of. Yeah, made fun of. Just definitely. to feel excluded. Yeah, in some way. And yeah. one of the biggest that I remember is um, there was a guy that, of course, you know who the cool kids are. You want to be around the cool kids, and, and he seemed like you know a friend of mine. And he would always tell me to ask the teacher for this or ask the teacher for this. <laughs> oh, no. And, and, and he's like, oh, call her, call her bitch. He, he would say that. Oh. Call, call her. He's like, hey, hey, bitch, uh, can I go to the restroom? <laughs> Was she or, smart enough to realize that you didn't really know? No, not. I, I mean, when I raised my hand in a class full of 25 kids in, yeah. in fourth grade and, and you go, hey, bitch, can I go <laughs> to the restroom? Or, or certain things like I, I learned were what tramp was and and back then these were yeah. what did they say that what did they what did they make you ask her for uh to just go to the restroom oh yeah. hey bitch can I go to the restroom <laughs> or, or hey tramp or, or, or hussy and, and and you thought it was like respectful uh, yeah I, I did, I, how I many times until you caught on like all right this is thirty times I've gotten <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting suspended when I'm polite <laughs> it took a while it took a while I got many whoopings when I got home for that that's hilarious yeah but you know eventually you 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 learn and of course TV is such a powerful tool yeah. to where I started watching obviously watching some of these shows on TV and then you start hearing these words and you yeah. kind of associate them with what they mean and. That tramp was a big one because when I did hear that word was on the uh, married with children uh, with Funny Al show. Bundy. Uh, <laughs> 
they used to call it Kelly. Uh, was that her name? Kelly? Kelly yeah, Bundy. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly Bundy. Bundy. They used to call her Trent because she was, you know, the, the typical blonde, yeah. bold type. Uh-huh. Uh, and they used to call her Tramp. The guys at school would call her Tramp. And... And that's when I realized, oh, that's that's not a good thing. That's not a good word to, to say. So you learned I, English through married yeah. with children. Yeah, I'm like, that okay, now I know why I got to whoop. That's where you learn manners from married with children. <laughs> so that when you watch TV, do you put your hand in your pants? Uh, you know what? <laughs> like I, Al Bundy? You, you have to try it. You can't not watch that show and not just want to try it, just to see how comfortable that is. It, is it really is. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's, it's a comfortable thing. He's but. a black belt, man. Oh, really? He's legit. Al Bundy is legit. Uh, oh, in black real belt. life, yes, he yes. is. Yeah, he's yeah. a second degree Man. black belt. Wait, what's his? Uh, Ed O'Neill. Oh, Ed O'Neill. That's right. Yeah. He's a, he is a he's a New York trained guy. Uh, and I don't think from New York. I think it was probably a Gracie somewhere yeah, in California. Yeah, oh, California, yeah. right? Okay. Well, I think that uh, the, the next matchup, hopefully for you, would be either Till or Thompson. They, you have to go up. There's yeah, no, positivity was great, but like you said, you've been patient, uh, and eventually, I would. What, what do you think happens with RDA uh, Covington this Saturday? Oh man, it, it, that's an intriguing fight. I yeah. I don't dislike RDA. Uh, I, I think he might still be a little too small for the division, and and Kobe being a, a wrestler, I mean, a guy that he wrestled in college, and so you're used to that grind. You've been able to manipulate bodies for years, and so I think Kobe can get a hold of him and just kind of drag him down and, and grind on him for about two rounds to really break RDA, and then it, after that, it becomes just a slop fest. Uh, you know, of Kobe kind of pulling out a decision, but that that's kind of how I see it. But RDA striking is a lot crispier than than Kobe. I mean, Damian Meyer hurt Kobe, busted his eye, cut him up. And, I mean, left him bleed, ble- you know, bloody. So I think RDA, if he can find the appropriate shot and before getting taken down, I think uh, Kobe could be in trouble. And, I said this pretty much the same. Can thing. I ask you, by the way, the uh, you said after the Damian Maya fight that your hands, you felt like maybe you broke both yeah, your hands. Yeah. How are your hands doing? How are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, and that's one thing that I touch on too is is I I, I work so hard in what I do that I, I, I'm I'm in, invested in this. It's not this is not just oh well I'm just doing you know doing this because I can't do anything else or I didn't go to high school or, or this is all I have. No, I'm educated. I can do something else if I want, but I do this sh- for the sheer competition. I want to be the best at this. So all the years of putting in that hard work, when you get up on that stage after you perform, I get emotional. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm emotional and, and, and being emotional, and that's why you see guys. Some guys just scream, and some guys really let all that emotions out because you have all these built up. And and especially with all the media things now, even my own boss saying certain things about me, you get emotional after the fight. And so, and I'm an honest person. I like to be honest. So I'm just emotional. I just honestly, I just say what's on my mind and what I feel. And so, even in the fight before that, with the whole thirty percent thing happened, yeah, I was dealing with some some major injuries, and I still come out victorious through all that adversity, dealing with the injuries that I was dealing with. And I obviously I want to be honest. I'm like, oh well. You know, I came into this fight about thirty percent health wise. Yeah, and and and, and so boss kind of ran with it, took it a certain way, and you know when he says something, fans go crazy. Over yeah, it. They, I think it was a misunderstanding. Yeah, it was absolutely a misunderstanding because people forget. Sometimes you guys are talking in sports science terms because you know your full potential. Yes, exactly. And but, you, you just one day you happen to be sick or hurt or injured or whatever. Like that's that's kind of what happens sometimes. Some yeah. days in the gym are better than others, and then you know you have to fight, and it's on a scheduled date, and you're a human. There's like so many different variables on every different yeah. day. I mean, Overeem had food poisoning. Who, who did he fight when he had food poisoning? Mark he was Hunt, shitting Mark and vomiting. Hunt. And he, yeah. 
comes yeah. in and yeah. fights yeah. Mark Hunt. Yeah. And even in, in, in this last fight with Damian Maya, it, I, I broke my hand four years ago. Oh, wow. So I know what it feels like to have a broken hand. Right. And then r- typically right after a fight, you're still so hyped up on adrenaline, you can't really feel much. I felt this shit right away. Wow. And I, I could feel the swelling. The second round? So, yeah, I, I, the right hand, I, I, he, did a, he did a very good job of blocking punches, putting his chin down right. with his head. So I caught him a couple of times right in the forehand, and I, I felt it go. But I kept throwing it, which I eventually dropped him with it in the, in the fourth round. But, you know, so I, in my mind, I could feel all this pain. I'm like, shit, it's broken. But that's all I'm thinking. I'm honest, and, I, and I'm emotional, so I'm going to be honest. I'm like, well, yeah. I think I broke my hand in the, in the fourth. But it's just, in this day and age, people just want something to talk about so sure. much, want to hate so much. They're like, oh, yeah, you did this, you did that. But, of course, after getting all the x-rays and, and getting all the you know precautionary measures, just little fractures at the bottom, mm-hmm. nothing, no clear break completely through. Uh, last week, all the swelling came down, so yeah. I was able to make a fist. Now, I still can't really punch anything. But How did you grip with your hand like that? When you were in, in the fight. Uh, well, that's why I didn't grapple. I didn't try yeah. to take him down. I, I just kept it standing. Yeah. And I mean, I could win. I'm a winner. That That's the most important thing first and foremost. Like I said, call me Mr. Two Checks because I'm a winner. I, I, I'm going to find a way to win at all costs. And, and so, yeah, why grapple with this guy? I know my hands are hurt. And I know that's where he's the most dangerous. Well, keep it standing. I'm going to keep punching this guy until hopefully eventually he goes to sleep. And why did you think, too, as before we wrap up, you you and Colby were kind of going at each other backstage. It was right after, it was in Brooklyn, right after Connor did what he did. Why do you think he didn't respond? I mean, you know, you both, he's, he's obviously, a, he's not a pussy. Come a on, let's be honest. He's a pussy. No, I'm just, <laughs> um, he knows, I mean, he's playing a character. He knows, I know he's playing a character. I'm not going to play the character with you. He knows I'm a tough mofo. He knows that. And he knows I am the worst possible matchup for him. Where he has an advantage is wrestling some of these guys. You, you can't. I'm a better wrestler than you. It, it's, it's proven. And you're not stronger than me. You're not faster than me. You don't hit harder than me. You're not smarter than me in fights. Like, come on. You, you can't. You, you've, it's been proven you're not smarter than me because I beat the shit out of the guy that almost killed you less than three, four years ago. Mm. So all these things come into play when he thinks about it. And, and I ran through his whole team when the it was ATT versus Black Zillion, the ultimate fighter, which I won. I ran through the whole team single-handedly. So you can't... He knows that. And his manager knows that. And his manager is also the owner of the team, I, I believe, uh, Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert, a good guy. But I'm sure Dan's told him, yeah, that's not a guy we want to fuck with. So you know what? Let's just try to go around him and do the best possible things to... To, to get the wins and get up there without having to deal with this guy. But at the end of the day, we're going to run into each other. It, it, it's, it's, you will fight. Faith. Yeah. And I, I think so. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Like, that's the question I asked him. Where do you go from here if you do lose? Because, well, that, that kind of demystifies his, his whole persona having to fight me because if he loses and then i beat the shit out of him again then it's like they were like oh well he already lost you know so no i want him to keep winning because I, i'm gonna run into you while you're winning to where i can break you eventually let me ask you this then before we wrap up everybody feels that they have to promote themselves in one way or the other now because let's a lot of the world nowadays with social media especially is a popularity contest so how do you, knowing this, knowing that it's a lot about that, how do you promote yourself in a way that's still true to you without going in those directions? It's very, very tough. That's a good question. I mean, something that I've kind of been battling with 
a lot lately because the higher up you go, the more you start to see the politics of these things. And, and it's been very, very tough because I, I didn't get into this to be famous, to be a, a superstar or really for money. I didn't get into this for that. I got into this for the sheer fact that I wanted to continue to compete. And so it makes it tough because now they're asking you to, to build this character. It's basically WWE mixed with real fighting. And, and it's it's been tough. But, you know, one thing that I, I will do is, is always continue to try to be honest to myself with myself. I'm honest about my abilities, and that's why I voice them. I, I believe I am the best guy in the division. I believe I'm the best Walter Waite in the world because – I've worked so hard to get here and I know my game and what I possess. So it makes it hard to kind of to, to push yourself or, or to talk shit that really doesn't is not there or things like that. But one thing that I do have is that I am different because I'm from Africa. I was born in Africa, so, raised there like, for a while, learned the culture. Forever. Yeah, I mean, that, that was cool. But that, that, was, that was something that was made up. I actually yeah. lived that. You know, I actually was there. I remember all of it. And, and that's what that sets me apart from them. I have a whole continent behind me. And once the UFC gets smart and gets on board, man, I, I mean, the if they're about money, the money that we can really make. And one thing that I want to really clear up is a lot of people talk about, oh, there's no money in Africa because guys are poor. These people are poor. That's such that's a fucking true. myth. We have so much money Beautiful in cities. Africa. Uh, yeah. So much money. Where, where, do, where do you think where people think diamonds come from? Where is the majority of gold found? where's oil a lot of oil like we have a shit ton of money it's just a matter of tapping into the resources you know and the the knock is there's the half percent that have the money and then everybody else at the bottom is starving there's really well no that's middle also class. america exactly and it's getting <laughs> it's getting worse and worse here that's america it's getting worse and worse here but it's just it's for hundreds and hundreds of years it's been it's going on down there to where now there's really no middle class it's either you you've got the money or you're just poor or you're broke mm. yeah and so that that's that's the the you that know, a whole nother podcast the whole miss but <laughs> man i i believe uh if i given the opportunity i can shed light on that and, and with that continent on my back man we could really do numbers well, Kamara, thank you, and uh, and thank you to Fee. This was great. I'm so happy yeah, to finally yes, come in. Yeah, we got a lot. Uh, I want to promote everybody too. Uh, obviously, we, we Colby Covington. Thank you for calling in, promoting uh, the fight against RDA, the co-main event of uh, 225 in Chicago. Uh, you know, with uh, the main event being uh, Jesus Christ uh, Whitaker, uh, you all Romero. And uh, what are you promoting? Uh, Phoenix Carnival. You can catch me Friday nights on Access TV. The podcast is called In Fighting Shape. Where we talk about all types of health and fitness and all types of cool stuff related to martial arts or just related to health and life in general. So that's In Fighting Shape. It's everywhere where their podcasts are. And just hit me up on social media. And hopefully Kamara will see you fighting soon. Again, I would love to see you against Till or Wonder Boy uh, and, and, then, and then eventually fight. The winner of the winner of this fight, who fights Tyron Woodley, I like to see yeah. him. I, I, I would love to fight. I'm one of those guys. I mean, I, from then here on on, it's upwards and onwards. So we'll see. We'll see how things shake out. I will be front and center for that fight next week. Well, this weekend in Chicago. Good. So, Fantastic. Yeah. And I'm going to be in uh, in Tampa. I go tomorrow. Uh, actually, tonight uh, through Saturday at Side Splitters, and then next week the Stress Factory, which is in Connecticut, Bridgeport, brand new club. So if you want to see me. Go see me. If you don't, I understand. All right, we'll see you soon, Matt and uh, Phoenix and uh, Kamara. Thank you guys so much. This was great. I loved having you here. And uh, see you in a few days. Goodbye.
Jump into the world of Wildcrats at Philadelphia's Please Touch Museum. Explore the world of this PBS Kids series in the Wildcrats Creature Power Museum exhibit, opening May 31st. Discover animal habits from around the world as you swing through the trees like a spider monkey, sneak through the forest like a jaguar, hunt for lunch like a platypus, and much more in this adventurous new exhibit. Get tickets at pleasetouchmuseum.org. That's pleasetouchmuseum.org. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.